Hello and welcome to this QAA podcast. I'm Cy Bullock, a Quality and Standards Specialist at the QAA. Today we'll be speaking to Ian Pepper, who's the Curriculum Qualifications and Apprenticeship Senior Advisor and Head of Centre here at Harperley Hall in the northeast of England. Hi Ian, how are you? Good morning. Uh, yes, absolutely great, thank you. It's uh, great you can join us here at Harperley Hall as part of the College of Policing. Thanks. Um, Ian's been chairing an advisory group which has produced our latest new subject benchmark statement for policing. Uh, benchmark statements, for those new to the area, set out the basics for what a course in a particular subject area needs to cover in terms of teaching, learning and assessment, and also sets out the core performance standards that graduates in these subjects need to reach in order to achieve the award. Um, Ian, can you tell us a little bit about Harperley Hall and what goes on here? Harperley Hall is part of the College of Policing Estate. Uh, we have a number of sites around the country and are the professional body for the police service. Harperley Hall is, is, is a fantastic location and is 75 years this year has been part of police education and training. Uh, the hall itself was built in the 18th century and today we run a number of different programmes here on site uh, as part of our provision for the wider police service. Great, thanks. Um, can you tell us why the sector and the College of Policing in particular were keen to set up a QAA subject benchmark state, statement for policing? We have a number of partnerships through the College of Policing with higher education. Um, the initial entry routes to the police service uh, at the moment, uh, there's several routes of entry uh, to being a police officer or a uniformed police constable. These routes are the police constable degree apprenticeship, these are the degree holder entry program and a professional policing degree. These degree programs uh, vary in terms of whether a person's employed or not at the time of studying. And police forces uh, work with higher education providers uh, across England and Wales, uh, delivering these programs. And these programs are licensed by the College of Policing. The benchmarking statement will be a fantastic addition to help standardisation of these programmes by providing exactly that, a benchmark against which the programmes can be uh, stamped um, and explored and developed, uh, ensuring they meet the benchmarking requirements. Of course, um, there are providers outside of or away from um, England and Wales that will benefit from that benchmarking statement. Uh, and those providers being in, in Scotland and Northern Ireland. Great, thank you. Um, we've just had um, a launch event for the statement, but I was interested in seeing um, or interested in getting your view on how um, you here and the group see uh, the role of the benchmark statement and the role that it plays in police training going forward. So, so the benchmarking statement provides that standardisation, uh, that standardisation uh, for higher education institutions to benchmark uh, their degree programs against um, at level six, which is a fantastic, fantastic addition and certainly will help uh, not only the standardization, but that wider acknowledgement of the profession of the police service. So some colleagues this morning were talking about um, how important the statement could be in giving policing an individual identity away from similar um, or perhaps related subjects like criminology. Do you see that as uh, as being a need in the current higher education? Absolutely, yes. Um, 
policing as a discipline um, draws from many, many other academic disciplines, uh, whether it be, just for examples, it could be law, criminology, business. So in order to draw that uh, discipline and evolve a discipline of policing within academia, it's really useful to have a separate policing benchmarking statement that meets, meets the needs of not only the higher education uh, provider that's delivering the programme, but also, of course, informs the, those learners that are going on the programme as to what's expected of them as graduates. Uh, and I say that, as I said, the, the graduate level skills of somebody that's going to work as a police constable are many, many and varied. That's great. Thank you. Um, we were talking about promotion as well this morning and how we can um, help spread the word um, about uh, the new subject benchmark statement in policing. What sort of uh, what sort of tips do you have there on how we might go about doing that? Um, certainly, the, the College of Policing, uh, with its partnerships with higher education, has something called the Higher Education Forum for Policing. Uh, that HE Forum it, it has members from every university that's involved with the delivery of policing programmes, or at least everybody has the opportunity to join that forum. Um, and we're going to disseminate through that the benchmarking statement, which is fantastic. Um, we're also going to uh, promote the benchmarking statement wider uh, across the service uh, so that the service itself, police service itself, knows about the statement and not just higher education in its own right. That's great. Thank you. And, and just to wrap things up, as we've said, this is a wholly new subject benchmark statement. It's, um, it's not like the others that we're currently reviewing, which have been established for some time. Um, but as we look to develop even more uh, benchmark statements, are there any tips for any other advisory groups or, or indeed any groups that are reviewing existing statements that you'd like to share in terms of what went well, what we could improve um, and what they might need to know at the outset? Yes, certainly. It, we were, um, because of the conditions in the United Kingdom at the time, um, we were uh, forced down the route of just meeting online, uh, which has huge benefits, absolutely huge benefits in terms of travel and uh, setting timelines that are achievable. However, there's huge benefits as well in terms of at least once meeting uh, the advisory group face to face and getting to know those individuals. Uh, we all have areas of expertise and areas that we can feed into the benchmarking statement development. And by meeting people online, that's in that, meeting people face to face has enabled exactly that, um, the development of, of those individuals to meet the needs of the statement. So sharing them online has worked hugely. Working through the benchmarking statement has been a fantastic experience and something certainly that I would recommend uh, people become involved with. But also uh, those timelines are a bit challenging at times in terms of workloads for whether they're academics or in our case practitioners as well in the advisory group. Great, thank you. I think that's, um, that's all really sensible advice. Um, so that's the end of uh, today's podcast. Just up to me now to thank Ian for joining us. Thank you. And also thank you for, um, for the work uh, that you've done on the statement and also the work of the group. <laughs>